0: Hi, welcome to Promo Insiders, a new podcast from ASI's Counselor Magazine. In this weekly series, we tackle the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry, from hard-hitting news to fun trends. I'm Sarah Lavendusky with Advantages Magazine, and today I'm joined by my colleagues Chris Rubo, John Corrigan, and Kyle Ashenfelder about our experiences in isolation and remote work. It's now been over a month since we started working from home full-time during the coronavirus. So how are we dealing? What's been our favorite TV series to binge? What secret joys have we discovered? And most importantly, what hopeful stories are we hearing from the industry? That's our topic. So we have a full house today. I am joined by Chris Ruvo, the executive editor of Counselor senior writer john corrigan and multimedia coordinator kyle ashenfelder he's usually the man behind the machine when you listen to our podcast or watch our videos but he's in front of the camera today in the microphone now i usually see you guys all the time like john and kyle we have make like a triangle at the office it's like five steps (laughs) for me to you but i haven't seen any of you guys in person in over a month so um, for now, this i will have to do. But if for those of you listening and watching, if you have seen the dispatches from the work from home front series that our colleague Teresa Hegel puts together each week, I thought that it would be fun to do like a low key podcast version of it. So uh, let's start with Chris. So Chris, how you been doing?
1: Yes, yeah, Sarah, I'm, I'm hanging in there, I guess, like everybody else, right? Just trying to, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we're fortunate, right? We're fortunate because we're working and uh, yeah. there's so- certainly no shortage of, uh, of work to do given everything that's going on in our industry. So fortunate that way for sure.
0: Yeah, and you know better than most of us about that because you've been covering this virus mm-hmm. for like months, like since January, you've been covering it from when it was starting in China and getting worse mm-hmm. there. So it has definitely gotten real, I think, for you in particular.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I could still remember uh, chatting with um, our, our our boss Michelle Bell. We had, you know, this is back in January. Maybe we should we should write a little story on this coronavirus situation <laughs> in, in China. See, you know that might there might be something material there that could impact the industry. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so that's how that's how rapidly this has come on. I guess you know.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely. Um,
0: and John, how are you doing?
2: I'm hanging in. Uh, I moved, bought a house during the coronavirus. Uh, probably the worst time possible to do it, but you know, this is. You know, I I read Chris's uh, work, but I didn't realize it was going to happen overnight, and all of our lives would change. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, everything's going good, and and like Chris said, I mean, we are we got to be grateful. You know, there's so many people in our industry and in every industry that uh, you know suffering right now, and, and yeah. uh, we're hanging in there.
0: Yeah, Tell me about it. Kyle, how are you hanging in there? Are you
3: all right? I'm pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. it's funny, John, you were talking about how, you know, you're reading, uh, Chris's stuff and you didn't think it was going to be like this literally fun little story here right before this all went down. Uh, John and I were recording a podcast and before (laughs) we were recording the podcast, we were literally discussing with each other. Hey, when do you think this is going to hit us? When do you think this is going to change our lives? Literally an hour later, We got an email discussing, hey, we're going to start working from home. This is getting serious. So it's kind of funny how that happened. Uh, But yeah, yeah, very quick. Everything happened so fast. It Mm -hmm. happened so fast that um, Mm -hmm. I actually wasn't able to get set up with a work laptop. I had to bring my whole, what is it? A 24-inch monitor uh, iMac. Mm -hmm. I had to pack that up. Fun (laughs) fact, I have a, because I have a keyboard. And like, not, not a keyboard keyboard, but like a piano keyboard. And there's a case in it. I literally had oh. to stick this in the piano keyboard case and it <laughs> looked really stupid. Cause here's this, oh. <laughs> this smaller computer and there's like flaps on the end because obviously the case is meant for a keyboard. So it kind of looked goofy, but look, it's just, everything happened so fast that we just didn't have time to make the transition for everybody. So, so it was true. pretty wild. Yeah. So true.
0: Yep. And I got to say like, Kyle, thank you so much for helping us get our stuff online so quickly because without you and Vinny and Kathleen helps you too, but we, I mean, we push out so much stuff and just get the content up and distributed. You know, really, we really rely on you guys to do that. So you're very instrumental in that. So we appreciate that too. Um, So awesome. I really just wanted to talk today about how how it's been for everybody. Um, You know, this month in isolation, I know there's a lot of bad news out there and it's, it's scary. It's overwhelming for people, um, and I know our audience is concerned for you know their health, their their loved ones' health, their business health. We're concerned for the same things. Um, but actually, you know what I've seen out of the industry in the past week, so a couple of weeks, is a lot of really heartening things. Um, the industry is really being very resourceful. I see a lot of companies helping each other out in different ways, getting very creative with that. Um, I just really wanted to po- focus on the positive and just acknowledge where we are, and um, you know. Those things we've encountered that are heartening and and giving us hope um and give everyone a fun little boost maybe a small break from the doom and gloom okay. so let's start with our perennial favorite that everybody has an opinion on which is the tv series and movies you've been watching <laughs> so Kyle, start with you what have you been watching binging
3: um a lot of stuff um now yeah. I'm going to say right off the bat, no, I have not seen Tiger King. Oh, I, know a no lot of people, I know a lot of people are going to talk about that. Look, I, it just doesn't look appealing to me. I know part of it's actually kind of like a murder mystery and I'm usually into that type of stuff, but something just feels off about yeah. it. But um, uh, in terms of binging things, I've it's gotten really random. I've watched movies that I haven't watched in forever. Actually one night, now this was just on normal television, but uh. I was watching. I was set to watch something at like eight o'clock on a certain night, and they were showing Dumb and Dumber back to back. Like they had Dumb and Dumber before it, the program, and then afterwards, I literally watched Dumb and Dumber twice in one night. I couldn't help it. It was just. I love that movie. I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. I grew up watching Jim Carrey, so like stuff like that. I found a series on Netflix that uh, it's not one of the more popular series. It's a series called A Hundred Humans. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's wow. like a half-hour TV show. It, well, It's a half-hour show, 40 minutes-ish. And it's this group of people that got together and did all these experiments with a set group of 100 humans. And it's really talking about uh, – it's actually really exploring, like, the human condition and how humans wow. uh, behave. Mm. Uh, they went through – what did I see? I saw um, – they kind of went through, um, like – with like which like male or female who's who's more uh, prone or who takes longer to get ready for things? They did an experiment where they told this whole group of people, hundred people, they said, "Okay, we're going on a field trip. We have two buses. If you're if you're a woman, get on this bus. If you're a man, get on this bus." And the whole experiment was that they wanted to see because look, some of the um the stereotype is is that women take longer to get <laughs> on to get ready for things. You know, you see the videos all no. the time. Of their, you know, someone's boyfriend being like, honey, can we get going? Stop doing <laughs> your makeup. You look fine. All that stuff. You see that all the time. So that was the stereotype they were trying to debunk. And fun fact, mm-hmm. spoiler alert. They actually found that in this 100 group of 100 people, the women were ready before the men were.
2: Ooh. Yeah. The women, and, by that.
3: Yeah. And how <laughs> they did it and how they did it was. um If you got in the bus, okay, they count who's all on the bus. And then they gave it like, what, 10 minutes or something like that. And then after 10 minutes, whoever wasn't on the bus, they drove off. And then the people left behind were like, oh, wait a minute, what's going on? Now, they didn't actually go on a field trip. And they found out later that it was all an experiment. But it's stuff like that, like different areas of human behavior that they're testing. Uh, It's just interesting. It's, It's fun, pretty well produced, you know, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: cool Cool. chris what are you binging
1: uh we've watched uh lock and key on netflix are you guys familiar with this yeah yeah. it's kind of like yeah it's like um i think it's based on a graphic novel and it's um uh set in uh massachusetts it all involves a um kind of like a a family curse um some interdimensional travel and this crazy house where uh there's these keys that have magical properties and I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's been a, it's been a lot of fun to watch. And if you haven't, you haven't seen it. Um, if you like things like um, in the vein of like a stranger things, you might, you might enjoy this. Um, and the other one we watched is another Netflix bit called uh black spot. Are you guys familiar with this one? All right. It's mm-hmm. um it's in, it's in French. So they, they, they dub the titles in English or excuse me, they, uh, they, they dubbed the track in English. So it could be a little corny when you're watching them, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of like the, with the English go over the front, but, um, but it's a good story and it's also has some of the, some similar, uh, like dark fantastical elements, um, that you have with like a, uh, similar to that, uh, lock and key. Um, basically it's, it's set in an area in France that's remote. There's a forest, there's a Celtic God, there's weird murders. It's, it's fun. <laughs>
2: Can we uh
3: t- Yeah, just I I would say just go ahead, John, and you okay. talk about some some stuff while because okay? we lost Sarah, so we'll get her back mm-hmm. in and oh, actually there she is right now. Okay. So we'll get her in right back right now. So there you go.
0: You see what I mean? It's me.
3: <laughs> yep. So uh I think Chris is done. So Sarah, yeah. whoever you wanted to go next.
0: Yeah. So uh John, what have you been watching, binging? I know you've been busy though.
2: Well, I don't want to let Kyle off the hook on not watching Tiger King because the whole country's watching it, the whole world's watching it. We have mm-hmm. to talk oh, about God. it. It's it's fantastic. You know, I, I'm I'm afraid that you think that because it's overhyped, it's it's not worth it. But believe me, it is. You are going to be hooked. Um, yeah. they came out with um, who uh, Joel McHale just came out with like an after-show episode of it. It, it. It's even crazier. The the, the new conspiracy. Sarah Chris, you guys have both seen it. Did Carol do it? Yes or no? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the way they paint it. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, but but yeah. I don't I don't know because um, you know, they uh, everybody involved says that it was edited a certain way to kind of add more drama. So I I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. if I believe it or not.
1: Yeah, I hear what you're saying like the na- the narrative they put
0: the yeah. narrative
1: certainly suggests that she did. Don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah yeah i mean maybe suggest is even a light word so you know um but but you're right john that yeah there's there's that subjectivity that goes into actually what you choose to include in in the in the documentary and what you choose to leave out what you choose to focus on so that definitely could influence our opinions one way or the other you know Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, and i and i will say that 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 also happened if you guys remember making a murderer and they came up with a second part of that you're going to see a lot of that with that one too. It's mm-hmm. it's look there's there's obviously going to be a narrative they're they're uh, driving towards, but it that's just kind of par for the course, really.
2: Yep. Yep. Well, that's it. Tiger King's been the been the main thing. Uh Money Heist. Have you guys heard about that on Netflix? I did. Oh, yeah. Awesome of that. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It's kind of like what Chris was saying with the um film. You know, this one's filmed in Spanish with the English dubbed over it. But, uh, you know, I guess the way they shot it was so well done that you, you, like, forget that it's shot in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Everybody sounds good. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a thriller about a bank heist that goes wrong and it maybe doesn't go wrong. So, yeah, really good. Cool. Awesome.
0: I haven't binged too much. I did watch Tiger King, but actually um, Community is now on Netflix.
3: And I... whoa I know.
0: <laughs> yes and i it came up and i was like i have i've never seen it i have to see it and so that's been I'm speaking of joel McHale, that has been a real joy i must you're, say you're it's in fantastic. for a real
3: treat i loved community awesome. community was amazing
0: yep nice. it's on netflix you can enjoy all over again <laughs> yeah um so I don't know if you guys have been listening to a lot of podcasts like I listen to them. I listened to them more when I was commuting to ASI because my commute was like exactly the time of a podcast episode. It was like door to door would be like done. So it was perfect. But I haven't really been listening to a lot of them recently because it's hard for me to listen to them while I'm working. Like mm-hmm. I prefer music to, for working. But have you guys been listening to any cool podcasts? Anything going on there, Chris?
1: Sarah, I saw this question and I, I hate, I wish I had a snappy answer, but no, I I mean, I'm working, I'm working what 12 to 14 hour days sometimes that we're we're trying to, uh, we're trying to educate our, our children here as, as as, at at home with the online schooling and everything. And I just, I just haven't had the chance. I've been listening to good stuff, but it's not podcasts. It's been like, um, you know, background uh, music where I'll, uh, where I'll put, um. I think i've sent some of these around uh the office on email pools all right? like where i'll have a rain track in the background and then i'll listen to some kind of like bossa nova music or something yeah like that, just to kind of like chill you out and get your yeah for sure brain the white vibes white vibes white white. Yeah, say it again i'm sorry
0: yeah awesome
2: yeah so for that's that's for no i was
0: do. just saying like some of the noise you know mm-hmm. john
2: mm-hmm.
0: what have you been listening to
2: um the birds you know, yeah. that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but Chris, I wanted to ask, uh, yeah. you know, I, I've, some distributors, you know, that I've been talking to, they're saying that it's not just tough about their business, but that their kids are home and they got to like, you yes. know, be, be part teacher, part business owner. And, and it's, how's that been for, for you guys?
1: Um, it's, it's been difficult for sure. Sh- for sure. And I, I think it's something probably everybody can, can relate to who's, who's going through it. Um, I, I, very fortunately my wife my wife who also works um has uh, a flexible she's very flexible in what she could do so she's been really just superwoman uh your super wonder woman <laughs> rather uh on this she's she's kind of taken the lead on it which has allowed me to work as much as i i've been but it's it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure to just to just get it done quite frankly but um you know there's a uh, the the, su- the supports in place are good from the school district, so that's that that has helped. But still, it's like it doesn't replace a teacher. Of course, doesn't replace going to school for six hours a day. So it's just it's just a matter of trying to. There are enough hours in the day. It's just a, it's just they're all occupied for sure. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that I'm
3: sure that's hard on the kids too because they don't get to go see their friends. And usually, yeah, school right. it's, it's a nice social experience. But now it's like it, it's so secluded. I, I'm sure that's hard. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, t- true. But I will I will say it's so much better than it would have been for like when we were maybe growing up because their their ability to interact through like online games through like um you know the uh, xbox through like their yeah for oh my gosh (laughs) they're all over the Fortnite. like for them their ability to like um they have phones so they facetime their friends and stuff like that so it's if we let them they'd sit in their rooms there for hours just just gaming online with their with their friends and it, and we kind of aren't too strict about it because it at least allows them to have um you know social interaction with their friends so
0: mm-hmm. so yeah nice mm-hmm. so kyle have you been listening to anything podcast music anything special
3: well see i've been listening to more music i mean i'll go back because there's some podcasts that have kind of come to a standstill but also but the thing with yeah. podcasting is that you can still do it from anywhere right. uh not as many podcasts. I mean I still listen to Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan. I mean it's it's a longer podcast like really like 3 hour podcast, but it's worth taking bits and pieces here and there.
1: Um Quality for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Honestly, my go-to thing, uh I've and look, I'm not a gamer at all. I don't play many video games, but like lately I mentioned Fortnite, Chris. I mm-hmm. love Fortnite. I yeah. play Fortnite. Um and I I my go-to to wind down is either I will crank some music and play Fortnite or crank some music. And I, I love, I'm a big sucker for the uh, NCAA football video games because I'm mm-hmm. a huge football fan. I played them all through my childhood. I will crank those on and just crank through like different games and stuff like that. So um, it, it's kind of changed the way I consume media and change mm-hmm. the media that I do consume.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. It, it's
3: yeah, weird. It's It's like the things I usually do or usually listen to yeah. Kind of stopped. It's, mm-hmm. it's very strange.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Agree. Yeah. Totally. Um, have you guys had any like secret joys? Like little things that kind of brightened your day. Like, I know there was another podcast I listened to early on, and the host said, and I've been like every day I tune in, and I don't know if oh. you guys know, but um Sir Patrick Stewart from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. He reads it a day from here, hashtag a Sunday sits in his easy chair, he puts his glasses on he does a little mini intro and then he reads through the sonnet and just ends it it's like a minute and it's just so nice I you should check it out it's really cool, that's cool. Mm-hmm. and the other thing is I don't know if you guys heard about I think I brought this up before there's the uh the National Cowboy Museum in Oklahoma City their God, head of security that's... is now oh. the social media guy
1: Twitter He's, yeah
0: Oh my gosh, his tweets <laughs> are adorable. They're so wholesome. He shows you all around the museum. He like doesn't quite know how to use social, but he's getting like millions
1: of likes. Like it's, he's it's he's great. the one who who writes out hash the word yeah. hashtag, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, hashtag, he writes like hashtag. hashtag oh, yeah, yeah. It's that's adorable. pretty
0: great. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and he has all these dad jokes. It's awesome. You gotta check that out. Um right. but um Chris, what have your been like? Any secret joys, little things that have come up that have kind of just brighten your day?
1: I, I think that I think the way to put it would be in general. Um, I have a much like I think I'm a pretty a bit was a pretty like thankful person. Like I tried to be grateful and, and have gratitude in my life before this, but certainly yeah. it, um, this has caused me to focus a lot more intently and internalize that pretty deeply. Like a, a sense of thanks and gratefulness just for. But, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about how it's tough to uh, to educate the kids at home, but the kids are healthy yeah. and they're at home. Yeah. They're not in a hospital, you know, like they're yeah. they're they're here. They're still able to do school. They're they have the means to do that. You know, things. And yeah. I, I could I could write out a list of a thousand things like that. Right. That that I've kind of just reflected more deeply on in in, in, in light of all this. And mm-hmm. um, I think that that just kind of happens throughout the day multiple times where I'll just I'll just kind of stop and say, oh, man, you know, is is it's, rough as this can be at times it's my, you know, Hey, we're still breathing and and we're healthy and, you know, thank, thank God for that. So I I think just in general, a greater sense of, of gratefulness has definitely come from this for sure.
0: Yeah. a Good point. Kyle, um, any uh, little things in your day?
3: I mean, uh, he kind of hit the nail on the head with the gratitude thing. And Mm -hmm. it definitely, it's definitely, as I said before about how it's changed the way I consume media and everything, uh, it's opened me up to different activities. It's kind of forced me to get a little creative with like, cause look, when we first started this whole thing, I kind of had a plan like, okay, well I'm going to be home for a little bit. So I'm going to do these things. And then a week later, I'm like, well, I'm bored of that already. So (laughs) I had to really get creative a little bit and think, you know, what, what other things can I explore? What can I learn? What can I stimulate my brain with? Uh, That's been nice. Also, you know, the working from home thing isn't so bad. It, it just in my case, because the thing that's really nice for me is that I can get pretty much everything that I want to do in a day done by five o'clock yeah, by the end nice. of the work day. I can yeah. take a break, quick, get cooking in. I can get a quick workout in. I can get a shower. in after that I can do all like I can clean around the house, uh, the apartment and everything mm-hmm. all in the middle of the day. Cause I can just take little breaks here and there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Whereas if I'm in the office, can't drive home and quick, do the laundry, sure. you know sure. so there, there's some, yeah. there's definitely some positives to this, but I mean obviously i I miss like kind of miss like having human interaction and yeah. obviously <laughs>
1: oh that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It,
3: it's kind of like i i mean look i I pride myself in being a good mix between an extrovert and an introvert. I have a good blend, but I've really realized how social I really am, and I didn't realize it so that mm-hmm. it's been enlightening.
1: Gotcha.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. John, anything brightening your day? Aside from Joe Haley's daily emails. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, sure. like, be, being home, um, you know, with my family more, I mean, everybody's, you yeah. know, everybody's trapped. Nobody can go anywhere. So we've got to spend more time playing hoops in the backyard and stuff. You know, it, it's it's pretty nice. Uh, we actually, you know, we've all been home for a month. I don't know if this is true for you guys, but we haven't really gotten sick of each other yet, which is pretty surprising.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah. so I mean, it's just been nice um, to just be all together and everybody's getting through it together.
1: Well said. Nice. Yeah, well said.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, on that note, you know, I think um, just working on a lot of virus coverage, We've been hearing stories just out of the industry and I just uh, wanted to invite you guys to share anything that you've been hearing that's been heartening and I know um, I had a conversation with um, Kimball Bosworth, which I know Chris you know her John you probably know sure, her yeah on promos in Nashville yeah and she shared this story with me um, where it, it had nothing to do with selling marketing nothing she um, she has a client who's a single mother. Who was laid off because of the virus, and now she has a daughter at home who's now learning from home for the rest of the school year. And her daughter is inquisitive; she wants a teacher. You know, she's she's very um, curious about things. And um, Kimball's client shared with her, like it is very stressful. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm here. I'm trying to you know figure out my employment situation. My daughter is just very inquisitive and you know she wants to learn. Mm-hmm. And so Kimball actually offered to host a video conference with the, the student, her daughter, the client's daughter, and any friends she wanted to invite. And Kimball has some art, like she and her husband have collected art over the years. And she was gonna give them like a museum lesson,
1: Oh, like wow. with the art, How cool I
0: know. That. And yeah. like show them the different art and the different styles, and let them ask questions. And and I just thought, and I was like, I got like kind of cheered up a little. I was oh. like, Oh my <laughs> god, like simple. No. And she was like, It's just what you do in the situation. You know, what else can you do? You can only help where you're called to help. And that's what she's doing. And it's things like that that I see people doing that I'm like, Okay, we're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know really what it's gonna look like on the other side. No one really knows, but if people are still able to do that in the middle of this, we're going to be okay. You know what I mean? It just really was very heartening for me. Um, but John, have you seen anything out the industry, heard any stories out of the industry so far?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I, in the different distributors that I've talked to, e- even a couple suppliers, not really any have been able to say that they can fully keep their workforce the way it is, whether that means reducing hours or, or layoffs or, or whatever. Um, but Chris Farris of Boost Promotions in the Boston area, yeah. he, he has been able to maintain um, his workforce. Um, you know, he wasn't doing PPE before this, and it just mm-hmm. so happened that he had a contact to reach out to him about maybe two, three weeks ago asking if he was interested. And so he's he wasn't really sure. And, and this was before the PPE really, you know, exploded. Mm-hmm. Um So he had his wife go on Facebook and just ask around, um, you know, make a status or whatever, saying, is anybody looking for supplies or anything like that? Throughout the night, constant calls, messages, emails. Everybody was trying to get a hold of him to uh, get this PPE. This happened on a Saturday. By Monday, he landed a seven-figure order um, for PPE.
1: Not bad.
2: yeah, and, and, and has been able to keep his whole staff, is able to – I don't want to say be comfortable, but not worry like so many people are about what they're going to do and, and, and there's different strategies. And it's opened him up to a whole new market because now PPE is going to be his bread and butter you know yeah. while this mm-hmm. is going on. So yep. – um, you know and, and he also – he wanted me to mention in the article, I'll mention it here, that he's looking to help out anybody that needs it, whether it's advice, whether it's uh, helping source product you know, whatever it takes, he's been so grateful for this opportunity. He's looking to, you know, pass it forward throughout the industry.
0: That's great.
1: That's awesome.
0: Love that. Yeah. Chris, what have you been hearing?
1: You know, um, actually some in, in a positive sense, some stories along those, those lines as well. Um, uh, we, we know for sure that a lot of distributors and suppliers have been able to successfully pivot to, Mm -hmm. to selling, um, these, these PPE products. And in a lot of cases, it's, it's keeping the light, it's more than keeping the lights on. It's, it's, it's leading to, to sales increases. Um, uh, one example of that similar to John's is um up in uh, upstate New York, AMP master images, uh, mm-hmm. Howard Potter, who I think a lot of us are familiar with, uh, you know, they, they've been in business 17 years. They never laid anybody off. They've had annual increases every year, even during the recession. And then this whole situation hit and virtually overnight they were they were looking at ruin and they had to lay off like something like 14 of their their 20 employees. Well, that was that was gut rid, that was sickening for 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 folks like the Potters who are fam, you know, fit real like family people, it's a family-run business the whole bit. They anyway, long story short, quick research into how to sell PPE and then also quick research into how to make some PPE items in-house using their in-house production uh, staff. Led to a complete turnaround. They were able to start selling these, this stuff on mass. Um, hired uh, the employees ba- uh, back that they had let go, and are one of the few distributorships in the industry, um, at least based on the research we've done at ASI, that had a sales increase for the first quarter. So if you combine oh, wow. if you combine their PPE sales with their um, their you know, traditional promotional product sales for the first quarter, they were up about 20%, which which is almost unheard of with what's going on now. So that mm-hmm. that's a really nice success story. And I'll just add one, one other thing that um, today, uh, which would be what's today, the 14th of April, I still have track. We posted an article on ASICentral.com backslash news about um, how, yes, PPE is keeping uh, a lot of businesses afloat but from traditional sales of your traditional promotional products in print are still happening too. And there's Mm -hmm. distributors out there that are having success, continuing to sell promo, maybe not quite at the level of of what it was, but still fairly robust, at least in some instances. Um, So there's good stuff there. There's good stuff happening. I don't, I think, I think big point i want to make is that people feel like there's no promo sales happening at all or no print there 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 is and there are some distributors that have found niches to get into that that are that are continuing to propel the um the, the the actual promo side of the business it's not just all ppe so i found that very encouraging just to hear that you know hey there are distributors out there that are still selling their bread and butter stuff that that that's it that this industry is built on and that they've had some effective strategies for doing that so I. Just hope We'll hope we'll hopefully hear more stories like that. And then the last thing I'll say is I've been hearing really over the last couple of days, literally the last couple days from distributors, that there's some sense that this situation is stabilizing, that we're at least not in the full-blown free fall that we've been in for three and a half weeks or, or almost a full month now, that there's right. a sense, yeah, there's a sense that it's stabilizing and that, um, you know, hey, things aren't about to rebound, you know, massively anytime soon, but that we're at least at a stabilized point and that there's some sense of sanity returning uh, to the marketplace and that that could help. And that seems to be coinciding with we're hearing out of the health experts that we might soon be coming to the peak of the pandemic and we'll start to see infections and and deaths sadly start to go the, um, the other way. So there's a glimmer of hope out there, right? (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah. yeah. Kyle, have you been hearing anything from the industry?
3: Well, because I mean, I'll admit the, I mean, I don't have the direct communication with suppliers, uh, you know, distributors and suppliers that you guys do. And, you know, I have to compliment you guys mainly because number one, you guys do a great job with the coverage and we know it because there are members of ours that literally tell us that, Hey, we'd rather read your coverage, watch your coverage, than watch Fox news or CNN or (laughs) MSNBC. Like that's a big compliment. It's really nice to hear.
1: Um,
3: And, you know, just hearing the stories, like hearing the update from Howard Potter, because I was there for that podcast and like, uh, he seemed really concerned about having to lay off employees and everything and how things were going to go. It's it's encouraging to hear his story. Um, I think back to when we talked to Randy Chen mm-hmm. and getting that really in-depth look at just the symptoms, but also how he's dealt with it, just getting that mm-hmm. industry um, idea. But, you know-
1: Rand- Randy, of course, is a, he works in the industry and he had coronavirus and Kyle and I did a, a podcast with him. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah.
3: amazing, And yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting to see how businesses and some of them have done a really good job at adapting to this whole yeah. situation, because there's a lot of people out there that just like kind of shrug their shoulders and be like, look, I don't know what to do. But obviously in Howard Potter's situation, like they did obviously an excellent job at like being adaptable.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
3: but uh, you know, he, something else he talked about, about, he was worried about how if he lays off some employees, some of them may not come back. because right. I will say I've noticed that some people have kind of looked at this situation as, okay, I'm out of work and they're looking for other things to fill the time mm-hmm. before they get called back. But then there's also some people that have found other jobs that, hey, you know what, I could maybe stick with this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a scary time for a lot of people because you know they don't want to get rid of these employees, but they kind of are forced to. And then they aren't so certain that they're going to come back. So that's really, that's just something personally that I'm looking at like, wow, that's, that's scary. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. The lost talent is a, is a real concern. Um, Like you said, I mean, they might move to another job and just say, well, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, why would I leave this now? I'm actually making some money Mm
1: -hmm. doing, you
0: know, maybe gig work. Um, You know, they're not going to be rushing back to the job that let them go. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's a real concern. It's a real concern for people. Um, but, yeah, um, all great stories. Um, yeah, just um, seeing the industry be very resourceful has been very, very encouraging. Um, well, that is all the time we have today, guys. So, thanks for joining me um, and for everybody watching. You know, we're going to get through it. So, just stay safe, be well, wash those hands.
1: Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Sarah.
2: Thank okay. you.